Amazing when the Father 
does what he does. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. I guess y'all been sitting on that shout all week long. Amen. Uh, look at here. I done had him in classroom. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Had y'all in class all week. They want to cut loose. That's all right with me, honey. Don't let me get in your way, honey. Praise God. God is a good God. Can we say hallelujah? Can we say hallelujah? Can we say amen? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Jesus. Glory and honor to you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Amen. From the book of Ephesians tonight, we bless God for the Honorable Bishop Jackson. Amen. We bless God for the beautiful First Lady Jackson. Thank you all for your great hospitality this week and your kindness and, and the peace. That's what I, you know, they say, well, what you need, anything you need when you come. I'm kind of low maintenance when I travel and preach. I just need a room to go in and get myself together and quiet my spirit and talk to the Lord and, and some water. <laughs> I don't need a limo or a buffet. Amen. Praise God. I thank God. I try to be very low maintenance. And I think itinerant ministers and traveling ministers uh, need to understand that when you're high maintenance folk don't want to fool with you say amen somebody because you're not all that amen amen that's all I ask for is a place to go and get quiet praise God hallelujah amen and you all have been so kind it's been so peaceful just peaceful all week long. Everything just flowing. Hallelujah. Thank God for amazing church. Hallelujah. T.O.P., y'all some singing folk up in here. I said, great day, Charlotte, up there directing that choir like the old school directors. The Thompson Community Choir type people. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We thank God for what he is doing. And for what he has done, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can somebody bring Charlotte up here for me? I know she would. Bring her up here for me. Just bring her for me. Bring her for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She have a microphone. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. She loud already. Hallelujah. 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 You're going to be glad you did. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. This is my sister. Praise God. My covenant sister. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him and how I prove him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace. To trust him more. Take it, Charlotte. Jesus, Jesus, how, how I 
prove. Oh God, the words. sing Ask the Lord to connect me with the glory vessels. Vessels that I fill with the glory. And I met you a few years back. I said, oh, there's one. Hallelujah. Praise God. And this generation is in desperate need of the manifestation of the power of God, and the glory of God in dwelling vessels. Hallelujah. That live out of their spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. We appreciate you. I want to tell you, I appreciate you. And it's because of you I'm here tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. God use you, hallelujah, as the liaison in the spirit realm because of your intimacy with God. Because you know I'm nutty as you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Somebody give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you. Come on, my sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, my sister. I won't work you too hard. Amen. Hallelujah. She just blesses me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, I grew up a Methodist girl. I was a Methodist girl, and we, we used to sing those songs, amen, out the hymn books and in the congregation, so I still know hymns, amen. You minister to your soul and to your spirit, amen. Praise God. Y'all ready to eat the word tonight? I, I'm nowhere near done. I, I'm like absolutely nowhere in the neighborhood of Dunn, uh, Academy of the Holy Spirit, because he has anointed me to write spiritual and Christian education courses. That's what I've done for many, many years. I have prayer schools in about four different volumes of prayer school. I teach intercession, supplication, and you know, I teach corporate prayer, how to establish a prayer group in your church and how to keep the confusion out of your church and your prayer ministry. Praise God, amen. Hallelujah. We teach the, the eight types of prayer. Praise God. And we teach about the prayer of waiting on God. Amen. 
So just a few things that we teach in the Academy of the Holy Spirit is one of those things the Father uh, dropped on me uh, some years ago, and we just live out of it. It's inexhaustible. And so we've just pulled a few uh, pointers from our curriculum, and, uh, and the Holy Spirit has fashioned it for you. It's never taught the same. You teach it in 20 different churches, it's going to be it's gonna come out different every time because the Father knows what, which, what each house needs. And when I go to minister, I know nothing about no one. Or I haven't heard anything. No one has told me a thing. I know nothing. Amen. And I love it like that because then the Holy Spirit can speak out of purity. Praise his holiness. Be careful about telling folk a whole lot of stuff. Amen. You can disturb the anointing upon their life. Hallelujah. What Bishop didn't know, I didn't tell him because I said he gonna be, he's going to try to do something for me. And I didn't want him to do nothing for me. I've been in this town for three days. I didn't, Holy Ghost will let me leave. I know. I didn't tell y'all, did I? I've been in this town for three days. He wouldn't let me leave. I've been shut in for three days. I left out to get a manicure and a pedicure. Amen. That's about it. Praise God. and went right back. Just shut in with the Holy Ghost. I said, if I told Bishop I'm here, he'd be trying to make sure I eat and make sure I'm this. I said, I ain't telling the Bishop nothing. Let them keep doing what they're doing so we can continue to hear from the Lord. We can hear from the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the hearing from the Lord, that we can hear from him, that he can speak to our hearts. Hallelujah. From the epistle of Paul, the apostle to the church at Ephesus, Ephesians, the fifth chapter. And when you get there, please say amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Minister Reese, for now. Ephesians 5 and the 14th verse. And we're going to read until I say stop. Hallelujah. In the King James Version of the Bible, we'll begin reading at verse 14. Let us read. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody give God a shout of praise. Give God a shout of praise. Say, thank God for the word. Take your seat. Verse 18. And be not intoxicated with anything other than the Holy Ghost. That's the Mercy P translation. Hallelujah. Do not be intoxicated with self. With what you want to do, where you want to go, 
or what you have accomplished and what you have achieved, but he said, be drunk and inebriated with the spirit. Hallelujah. Now, some of y'all know what I mean when I say drunk. Because you ain't always been saved. Amen. So he says here, as a command, that we are to be filled with the Spirit. And the understanding is, at all times, that we just live a life on full. And as we see the state of the world and the nations of the earth, you need to be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise His name. The baptism in the Holy Ghost. You just ask, believe, and you receive. Jesus said, if a man has a son, I'm paraphrasing, and he asks for bread, would he give him a serpent or a stone or fish for a serpent? No. He said, but I will give the Holy Ghost to them that ask. I will give the Holy Spirit to them that make a request. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost now, you need to get filled quickly, quickly, quickly. Hallelujah. The times demand that we be filled with the Spirit. Because it's the infilling of the Holy Ghost that positions you for a Holy Spirit-saturated life. A life of saturation. A life that's filled and flooded with God that equips you to deal with the spirit of the age. Heard a woman of God say years ago when I was first called to ministry, I was about maybe 20, 21, just started preaching. I, I celebrated 30 years of preaching last year. Hallelujah. I was very young preaching. She was a wild little preacher from Detroit. Told a church up that night too. She said, it seems to me like the world is getting churchy and the church is getting worldly. I'm inclined to agree. If the church is getting worldly, which it is, it's only one reason why. It's a lack of obedience to Ephesians 5 and 18. Because when you are filled with the Spirit, you don't have space for anything else. And your dealings with the world is to bring them to Jesus. To minister life and hope unto them. Hallelujah. Seems like the world is getting churchy. And the church is getting worldly. He's coming back for a powerful generation. Of spirit saturated believers. So if you're not filled tonight and you're in this place. Or if you're listening online. Just ask him. Believe it and receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And yes, you need it. I said, yes, you need it. You need more of what you have right now. 
Some of us had it for 20, 30 years. We need a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because it's at this foundation where then you can partner your life with the Holy Ghost. It starts with salvation. Then you get filled with the Holy Ghost. And then you establish a lifelong relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's what we'll be endeavoring to do this week in your spirit. To get you in love with the Holy Ghost. Walking with him, talking with him, including him in your life. Inquiring of him. Asking questions, listening to him has been our mission for the week. Because if you can do that, that's going to solve most of our problems, my problems and your problems. If we walk with the Holy Ghost. But you have to be open to him. So if you sit in your seat and say, well, no, that's not for me. I got saved. That's enough. You know, my church don't agree with this. My church don't agree with that. When I pray your church agree with the Bible. Because if, if your church does not believe in the Holy Ghost, whoever's listening online, because this church does, amen. I'm going to take you on a tour of scripture so you can just rip out all those pages. Just rip them all out. Just, just say to tear those out and just leave it blank and go on to the next, because there's a bunch of pages that will disturb you. You see, you must be filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Paul said, don't just stop there at the initial infilling. Your own personal Acts 2 situation. Come on, somebody. But I need for you to be continuously filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I said continuously filled at all times with the Spirit of God. Be being filled, one translation says. Just keep on being filled. Every encounter, say, Lord, fill me again. I don't ever want to get dry. Saturate me again. Soak me again. Hallelujah. Give me a dunk in your holy river. Hallelujah. For there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. For God is in the midst of her. The river of the Spirit of God is flowing in this place. Just got to jump in and take a drink, honey. Take a swim, honey. You got to swim out there, honey. Swim way, way out in the deep waters. Hallelujah. Waters to swim in. That's life in the spirit. Being saturated with him. By him and through him. Hallelujah. That's what God wants. So it's difficult sometimes to tell who's saved and who's not. And it's, again, the same issue. You find someone who's been saved a long time and you're still holding on to things of the world. You still drink. You still cuss. You still smoke. Now listen, not judge anyone, but I'm telling you what Holy Ghost infilling will get rid of all of that. I say it will get rid of all of that. Lord have mercy. A good dose of the Holy Ghost, you're going to start living real holy. Because the more you get filled, the more your conviction increases. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Why do we halt it between two opinions? For God we live, for God we die. The spirit filled life. The more you partner your life with the Holy Ghost, 
the more full you'll stay on. Don't do like I do my cars. I have a pocket full of money or debit card full. And, and I say, oh, Lord, I'm on E. <laughs> Girls do that, men. We do that. Men say, well, when it gets to half full, fill the thing back up. That's what most men say. But we're just going to push the envelope. We're going to drive and drive. We'd have been to the mall. We'd have been to Walmart. We'd have been across town. And we see the little red light. Come. Oh, Lord. You GPS the nearest gas station 10 miles away. Oh, Jesus, I'm in trouble. That's what happens a lot of times to the spirit of a believer. You know you have full. You know you're offended right now. Talk back to me. Mad at folk at church. How do you come to church and can't speak to folk? You mean is somebody in your church you don't speak to? You, you, you go the other way? You, you see them coming out their car in the parking lot? You sit in your car till they go in? All that means you on half full, baby. You half full. Because when you're full, the love of God, which is shed abroad in your heart, flows out of you. You're in danger of living on empty. Many are not aware that their spiritual gas tank, come on somebody, is headed quickly towards empty. So Paul says, we're going to remedy that. You've received the initial infilling. That was great. We celebrated you. We shouted. We ran. We hugged you. We cried. We sent you on your way. But we assumed that you would have regular maintenance. And that you would be in tune to where the gas stations are. I need to know what can fill me up and what can't. Can't everybody get me there? Can't every church take me there? Can't every preacher put anything in me? Where are the gas stations? Lord have mercy. Yes, sir. Come on, you are in, in tune with your spirit. You're clear on where you are. I know when I'm being fed. I know when I'm not. Talk back to me. So many are on half full tonight. Some on quarter tank. Some the little thing going down said five miles to empty. Five miles to empty. You in trouble. Gas station 10 miles away. Had you been in tune. When you saw yourself kind of slip, how do you know you're slipping a little bit? How do you know your tank is drying up? <laughs> you annoyed by church. Oh, yeah, a lot of folk annoyed when they come to church. I wish you heard her sing that song and sit down. Do she always got to shout at church? Everything get on your nerves. Come on, somebody. Anything spiritual, you got something to say. Your tank is drying up and you don't even know it, baby. Tank is drying up. Tank is drying up. How does she know your tank is drying up? You barely want to come to church. And when you come, you think that you're doing us a favor. Talk back to me today. Oh, I'm preaching real good up in here. You think you're doing us a favor because, oh, great, thou, how great thou art, has shown up in church for service. 
spray on anybody. But if offense comes at you and you eat it, that lets us know that your tank is getting empty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're worshiping every week from church to church all around the nation. And I know in just about every church, there are people that are offended one to the other. And then there are some brazen people that come to church and they got the nerve to be mad at the preacher. But they come to service anyway and sit up in the back with an attitude. I got one question. Why in the ham sandwich you up in here? It's a many churches in town. It's a lot of places to go. What you think we gonna do what you tell us to do? You're going to pout till you get your way. It's not going to happen. You're going to sit here and get full of the Holy Ghost or find yourself another church. Because somebody give God a shot of prayer. Say, get filled. Say, get filled. Say, get filled. If a believer has the unmitigated goal to come into the holy temple of God, with a foul spirit and a foul attitude that lets us know, honey, you're on the road to being backslidden. You gotta come to the spout where the glory is being poured out and get back full. Don't you know when you're full, don't much bother you for very long. Staying on full, it puts the shake it off anointing on you. I just shake it off, honey. Hallelujah, we learn to shake it off. Come on, somebody, you're not taking my blessing. You're not getting me in trouble with God. I need my blessings. I need my miracle. I need my healing. I need my increase. And offense is the quickest way to lose what you have gained in the spirit. So all who are offended, who are irritated, is a spoiled brat spirit. Talk back to me. Somehow you think you are Elohim. You got all the creative knowledge. You know what to do and how to do it. And if it's not done your way, you pout and you whine and you and you sow discord. Why did I leave my message tonight? Talk to me, somebody. Yes, Lord. You sow discord. You find the folk who's happy, who doing real good, who love the pastor, who love the church, and you try to poison them. But what you gotta know that we're not yielding to you. We are Holy Ghost baptized generation we after the power we after the glory we after the miracles and guess what you don't even register somebody give God a shot of praise somebody give God a shot of praise so be encouraged churches stay with your vision do what God telling you to do don't yield to those spirits come on somebody hallelujah I got this good old message and it's all messed up now. You gotta stay on full. It's called diagnosis, medicine. 
your medicine is a refilling of the Holy Ghost because the problem is some folk been saved so long my God they got a stale spirit you got to stay refreshed in the Holy Ghost like the dew in the morning gently rest upon my heart every day I wake up I need a fresh impartation a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost because in your presence there is the fullness of joy I was glad when they said unto me let us go to the house of God I lift my hands in worship I lift my hands in praise I never get all empty because when you won't empty you break down at the wrong places talk back to me I said the wrong places when somebody needs you to be strong you done broke down can't be there for your teenagers can't even raise your kids right you done poison the children the children love the bishop the children love the first lady but you done poison your teenagers I'm preaching real good tonight you done so broke down I'm preaching real good you're so broke down you have no discernment you don't know who you're poisoning get back on full get back on full get back on full Audible let me talk to parents Facebook land or wherever y'all at tell y'all something any parent that is so offended that you talk about the church and the pastor to your children first lady I'm not nowhere in my notes you talk about the pastor and his children to, to your children? You done talked about the first lady to your kids? And what you don't know, these teenagers and children, they love the shepherd, honey. They love the shepherd. I got kids from my church who parents left the church some time ago. They sneak and call my children. They sneak and call them. We miss y'all. How pastor? They not mad. You mad. Say man, somebody. Why don't you leave the kids and you go where you gonna go? Say man, somebody. We'll take them. I said we'll take them. It's a crazy parent. You're not thinking. Because what you're doing is poisoning your kids. And you're messing up their future. And so I've been praying for kids of offended parents. Because offense is a sign that you're not full. I said offense is a sign that you're not full. Everything is not going to go your way. Cause the anointing flows from the head. A lot of folks don't got mad at Pastor Mercy. Cause I've been trained to be a leader. See, I'm a good spiritual daughter. So I know how to lead because I know how to follow. Come on, somebody. So I know when you're not following because I'm a natural born follower. Say amen, somebody. You ain't running nothing up in here. God ain't talking to you. You are not the shepherd. He ain't speaking to you. He gave you no prophecy. You ain't got no word for the bishop. You ain't got no word for his wife. Come back to me tonight. You got to get full of the Holy Ghost. You can get on fire for God and get back in order. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Paul said, get full. Everybody mad. People get mad for the dumbest things. 
you know what? And nowadays, they try, they try to make it where we can't correct nobody. So, 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 they, they, you correct them, they drop off about four weeks. Well, stay gone. You're going to need us way before we ever going to need you. Say amen, somebody. Everybody mad. I was somewhere, and this, this, I, I overheard a conversation with some, they, I guess they were saints, but they, they must have been ain'ts. And they were talking about the pastor. They talking about their first lady. And I said to myself, I hope nobody at the apartment center be doing me like that. Because if I find out, I'm going to throw them in the bushes. Same as somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everybody man. Let me help somebody. You that man. You can't get it together. Pray God, where am I supposed to be? But the better way, the more excellent way is get full. Because you just can't up and leave a church. Why am I on this tonight? You just can't up and leave a church. Because you're not the paraclete. Hallelujah. You can't go where you want to go. And do what you want to do. And everyone's not going to listen to you. Oh, talk back to me. Somebody talk back to me. Hallelujah. So Paul says, stay full. So that's my secret. There's not one church I've ever been a member of that I can't go back. Not a one. The old Methodist church in Detroit, my daddy's still there. Mama left him there, though, because she wanted to go with the Holy Ghost people. <laughs> ah! my, mama, my mama hard tail. She said, <laughs> she said, she said, she said, my life, she said, she said, you get that church too dry. I got to find me a fire church. <laughs> she found her a fire church, became Mother Dunkin'. <laughs> My Methodist church right there in Detroit and Cass Avenue still can go back. Come on, somebody. When I became my own, you know, an adult and started picking my own churches, was in D.C. over there. Some of y'all heard of Bishop Owens, Alfred Owens. I mean, I was like 20 years old, in 1920, up under Bishop and First Lady Susie Owens. That's why I received the call to ministry. Hallelujah. Pray. I can still go back there. Now, they don't know who I am from Adam's house cat because back then it was only about 500 folk. Now, it's about 5,000, 6,000 people up in there. So, amen. But I still can go back without any offense or any kind of salty feelings. If you are a Holy Ghost-filled believer, you got to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You got to learn that the world don't revolve around you. Come on, somebody. Yeah, any church. Amen. Went up to Winston-Salem. Some of you heard of Bishop J.C. Hash, St. Peter's World Outreach Center. Amen. Sat under him for many years until I went off to Bible college. I, I still go back to his Bible study. He has a Bible study on Wednesdays. I'll go there every now and then and sit under the bishop. And he said, he said, you're my favorite daughter. And I get some salty looks whenever he say that. They be looking like, they don't say amen, it's kind of look. He said, oh, there's mercy, Pastor Mercy. Y'all know she's my favorite daughter. I said, yes, sir, I am. Hallelujah. Because I learned how to close my mouth and don't talk about him, his wife, nor his kids. Come on, somebody. Because you're full of the spirit. Everybody mad. Everybody mad. Shepherds that poured into you, prayed for you, 
We be sitting up in emergency rooms all night with folk. All night. Why y'all sleeping? All night long. Up in courtrooms. At one time they thought I was an attorney. The judge saw me so much. In one case, he actually called me up to the bench. And I had my act together too. I sure did. My point is, everybody mad. Everybody mad. Because they're not full of the spirit. Now, everywhere you go, somebody's going to upset you, offend you, or something is not going to be the way you want it. But does that give you a right to act out? To sow discord? See? See, there's certain things the Lord hates that are an abomination to him. Feet that run swift to do mischief. Handle the word of God deceitfully. Y'all know the list, right? And he that sold discord amongst his brethren. And see, this is not even my sermon for the night. I have a good message here, but I'm nowhere in it. I'm nowhere in it. He that soweth discord. You know what discord is? So you mad. You big mad. Talk back to me. Come on, somebody. Big man. Mm -hmm. So now, you're going to go and just find a way to start inbox. I call it inbox demon. An inbox demon. You got mad and left the church. Now you're inboxing folk. Now you're texting them. You're sending group texts. I go to so-and-so church now. But see, we happy over here. Why are you texting us? Bye-bye, see you later. We're going on with Jesus. You're trying to sow discord. And then for somebody who is on the edge, they actually get to you. They poison you. It's called the poison wind. Larry Lee taught that years ago in his prayer course. What happens when the poison wind blows through ministries? Lord have mercy. It's a poison wind. It starts with one person. And they start talking they start second guessing. They start, listen, trying to come against what the preacher has said. Poison win. Because you know what? They're not full. Because when you're full, what happens when you're full? When you're full, you're full of the mission of Christ. You're full of ministry. You're full of souls. You're full of your calling. You're full of worship. I don't have much space for anything else. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, see, when, when you're acting out, it's because you've allowed your spirit, amen, to be depleted. Talk back to me. Because you expect to get everything from church. You have to have a personal walk with Jesus. Worship begins at home. Talk back to me. Hallelujah. You got to have a prayer life. Come on, somebody. So Paul said, he said, be filled with the Spirit. It's a command for believers. He's talking to those who've already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You, you've had that initial experience. And so he didn't say, well, just go ahead and just live for Jesus all your life. No, he said, now you got to continue on being filled. Because he, he knows the warfare that happens to Christians. Good, sweet folk get offended. You know, because a lot of times people want you to be something that you can't be for them. They have what I call unreasonable expectations. I have a rule. I really don't expect much from people. I talked, I said, God, talk to them. You better, you better get them, get them, Lord. Talk to God. Hallelujah. 
And so Paul says, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. See? Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, he's showing you how to stay full. So he's, notice he said, speaking to yourselves. Not calling and texting everybody. Not pulling someone to the side and saying, you heard what she said? What she mean by that? You never have to ask some of us what we mean. I'll tell you straight out what I meant. Come on, say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's so in discord. He says, speaking to yourselves, not with gossip or with complaints, but he said, you stay full. I travel to my heart. You don't want that to happen because you lose your place in the spirit and you stop growing. Promotion halts because why? My heart is not filled with what the Father said for me to fill it with. The church is supposed to be a safe, sacred place. It's supposed to be the one place that you come to that there is peace there. Jehovah Shalom lives here. See, the Holy Spirit lives here. So you got to stay full of him so that you can be able to identify and fit in with the saints, comprehend the length, the breadth, the depth. Why? Because I live a spirit-filled life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So many are offended because they want others to be led by them. Hallelujah. They get mad. I don't visit everybody in the hospital. I sure don't. I'm not Jesus. I'm not no octopus. This arm over here, this arm over here. No, honey. If it works within the framework of the schedule that week, don't ever, preachers, don't ever fall in that trap because they get mad at you. Well, she went to see Sister Peanut Butter and Sister French Fry. They got their visit, but I didn't get anything. See, you want to be people's Holy Ghost. Even the preacher, the Holy Ghost knows where the preacher is supposed to be. Now, he'll send somebody to see you, but they don't want the, that person. They want you. Many are offended because of things like that. I was sick and pastor didn't even come. Well, you're going to stay mad. Because I was in Malibu on the beach eating fish tacos while you was in the hospital with some flip-flops on, a cute pair of shorts. Yes, sir. Come on, give God a shot of praise up in here. I'm not religious and I'm not bound. Amen, somebody. But you want him to fly back 3,000 miles. That happened to me, Chantel, one time. Somebody got mad because I was way over in Malibu. I was, I was Malibu, honey. You ain't lived to been in Malibu. Child, I'd be chilling straight. I took my son Matthew. Matt was like, Mom, I really love this place. I said, I know, I know. Yeah, they, they, they made a little comment. Pastor ain't coming. No. Who is Jesus? See, the, pro the problem is, the problem is, now do we visit? Yes, we do. But you got offended for the wrong reason. Come on, somebody. You have no justifiable reason to be offended. I'm eating fish tacos. How can I get there? Yeah. 
And I, ladies, I had the beachy waves too. I had my white girl going on. And I was the only piece of chocolate in that seaside restaurant. Say amen, somebody. But you got mad because you want the Holy Ghost to, you want to be my Holy Ghost. No, he said, mercy, go chill. He said, because you work hard. You labor all the time. You always on your post. You deserve a vacation. Say amen, somebody. So if you get mad because I'm on vacation, you not feel like you think you are. Say amen, somebody. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Now go to John 16. On that note, on that note. Tr trying to be people's Holy Ghost. That's one of the main reasons people get offended, Bishop. They're trying to be someone's Holy Ghost. Or trying to be someone's Lord. You see? Couples fight because of the same reason. Not allowing the Holy Ghost to lead your husband. Yeah. Now, 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 stop my car, somebody, because Lynn ain't here, so Greenley, you might have to stop my car. Because, now, 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 here she go messing with our marriage. That's my husband. That's my husband. Wives, fit into your husband's plans. That's a translation of Ephesians 5 where it says, wives, submit unto your husband. It said, fit into his plans. Come on, somebody. Follow him with humility. You are not his Holy Ghost. Okay, how many degrees you have? How many titles you have? How many folk love you and serve you and follow you? But the Father sets order. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. The greatest gift of any woman is to have a Holy Spirit-led man. yourself a husband to be married to a man that is trying to hear the Holy Ghost girl you ought to be chilling honey you working your nerves for nothing let the Holy Ghost lead him the greatest blessing for a woman is to have a husband who is led by the spirit I'm like, I'm like, I'm praying for you, baby. Handle it. I ain't crunching no numbers. Come on, somebody. Bay got it. Bay got it. He didn't heard from Jesus. This is what the Lord saying, baby. Okay, let's go, honey. Let's, let's knock it out. It's a blessing to have a man that hears God. Come on. And it's not less of you as a woman to follow. Now, you need to have your own thing going on. Come on, somebody. But he is the leader. Why am I preaching like this tonight? He is the head. Let the Holy Ghost lead him. Talk back to me. This is the case. This is the case. The reason why a lot of times we take issue with people when we can't control them, we try to lead people a certain way, make them do certain things, is because we're not accustomed to having the Holy Ghost lead us. So we don't understand leadership. See, see, so, 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 
if you're not, your spirit is not governed by the Holy Ghost. And you're not used to being led by the Holy Spirit. It's going to be very difficult for you to follow anyone. Or to trust anyone's leadership. You're going to second guess and question every leader in your life. Because you don't know what it feels like to follow. See? See? And so, hence the need for the Academy of the Holy Spirit. After that long bunny trail I just took, that was a long bunny trail. Right? We're back. But it brings us back into the centrality of this truth. Offended people are trying to be the Holy Ghost. Because, and see, I did a four-hour seminar on narcissism. I'm about to pull those CDs back up and turn them into the digitized version. Four hours on narcissistic behaviors. See? And it's centered on control. You see? And many of them, I'm not calling everyone that controls the narcissist, but that, that teaching helped me to kind of hone in on why certain behaviors are in the church world. Many are just not used to following. They want to control every environment. But if you learn to yield to the Holy Spirit, you won't spend your time in life trying to control other people. And then when real leaders come in your life, you'll know how to yield. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. We want to be followers. And so this, this whole school, the Academy of the Holy Spirit, is to help believers to walk with the Holy Ghost. Because it makes everything else, it simplifies everything. I have not one issue with any leader in my life. I'm submitted. I have leaders in Tulsa, Oklahoma that I go to every year for training that I submit to, close my mouth. I'm just mercy when I go there. You see, I just follow. What y'all got doing? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm flowing. You want to go to Africa? Hear my seed. What y'all doing? Just follow. You know why it's easy for me to follow my leaders? Every leader has a leader or have had a leader. Amen. Now, when you get to bishop status, I guess most of your leaders probably dead now, ain't bishop? <laughs> you know, after you get to a certain level, you know, your spiritual father start kind of dying off, and then he become the father now for us. That's what happens, right? But he got to this level because why? He knew how to follow. And at best, you must follow the Holy Ghost. When you follow the Holy Ghost, it makes it easy for you in any other environment. You come out with the W. Hallelujah. So in John 16, that's going to be our one verse, our other verse. And I shouldn't take too, too long with this. Is it only 8-11? Is that true? Oh, we started at 6. I, got, I thought we started at 7. I was going to say, man, I was like, we're doing good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Offended people are trying to be the Holy Ghost. And so in narcissism, silent treatment is their go-to weapon. They just get quiet on you. They stop speaking to you. Talk back to me. I'm talking about people you're in an intimate relationship with. Now, if I don't have know you and I ain't speaking to you, I ain't got to talk to you. I don't know you like that. But, but we, you know, we have a covenant. We have a relationship. And we have an understanding. And then all of a sudden, you go silent on me. We've been worshiping together. We're on the same praise team. I'm in the alto section. You're in the soprano section. And you're not talking to me. 
all of a sudden you stop talking. You see, silent treatment is used to control. And people that use those weapons are not spirit-filled people. Or they're not full enough. You see, it's narcissistic behavior. But you can remedy that through a life that's yielded to the Holy Ghost. Now, if you're here tonight and you're a powder, you pout. See, I raised five kids. I know what pouting looks like. And I broke the... I, Pouting, I broke it off my kids real young. I was a, a sergeant in our house with my, with my, because the mothers were to train the children. So I did my job. I said, oh, no, no, there'll be no whining. Say what you want. There'll be no silent treatment in here. You are not going to be in my house as a kid not speaking to me. I love you, but it's not going to, that's not going to, how it's going to go down, right? Because they learn that as children. They use it as a control mechanism to get their way. And then when they join a church, they use that same method. But the only problem is now you're in the Holy Ghost camp. And it's not good for you to do so. So in John 16, let's read this verse. And I'm going to pull out one word and I'm going to give you a Greek word for the, to kind of expand that word to bring it into more clarity. In John chapter 16 and verse 13, we left off there last night. It says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. Holy Spirit he's speaking of. He's preparing them for his departure. He said, when I leave, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you the paraclete. He's going to walk alongside you, calling out instruction. He'll be your master coach for life. Hallelujah. So he says, when he is come, this is what he's going to do. He will guide you into all truth. Now, he never said for some person to guide you throughout your life, step by step. Now, there are people, if you're on a job, you have a manager, a CEO, you are being led to that cubicle. Say amen, somebody. Right? But we're talking in terms of you as a person. Your life. Your assignment. Your destiny. Your responsibility. Who you are. What's giving you the right to exist. Jesus said, I'm going to send the comforter. He's going to partner with you throughout life. I'm going to show you exactly what he's going to do so you'll know it's him when it starts happening. He says he will guide you. So every spirit-filled leader knows that you don't let people who work under you guide you. It's very simple. You know, in a lot of organizations, there's always this one person somewhere they, they just behind the scenes, you know, while everybody rowing the boat, they're drilling holes. Come on, somebody. Behind the scenes, just, just wrecking stuff. You see? Because they're trying to be the guide. When the Bible says, if you're a leader here tonight, the Holy Spirit is your guide. If you're not a leader, the Holy Ghost is your guide. Hallelujah. He will guide you 
into all truth. Last night we said in John uh, 14 and 17 that he is the spirit of truth. That this guide you have for your life, he's going to bring you into truth. That he won't deceive you. He won't misrepresent. He won't lie. Because many times when we let people guide us, they guide us in such a way where it works out for their benefit. They act as if though they're doing you a favor. But it's really to bless them. He says, but when the paraclete has come, he's a spirit of truth. There is no pretense in him. He's going to guide you. And he's going to lead you into all the truth. The truth about your life. To get you in the perfect will of God. He will guide you in financial matters. Hallelujah. He will tell you what to spend, when to spend, how to spend, and how not to spend. Hallelujah. So I got a spiritual daughter here tonight. She's been blessing me with, because I love green juice. I, I pretty much drink lips because I'm really here and need to hear God. So I said, I said the month of March, I, I really just want to do a lot of liquids because I'm really here and need to hear God. So she went to the organic place and she's buying me juices every week. So I'm, I'm about to cash app her. So after about week two, there's no money going to her hands. I said, listen, darling, I'm starting to feel bad. I need to cash app you some money. She said, no, 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 Pastor, no, 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 Pastor, no. See, the Holy Ghost led her to bless me. Now, I'm not one of those pastors that require the saints to do this for me, do that for me. Do that. I'm, not, I'm not one of those. I, I'm African. We work for our money, child. We ain't like that begging business. Uh-uh, no. We keep our own money. I don't like to beg. But the Holy Ghost, she said, no, 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 Pastor. She said, this is my seed. The Holy Ghost will lead you in financial matters. So I stepped back. I left her alone. I said, I'm not touching that. Because I'm not leading her because I'm trying to pay for it. I don't want to take advantage of anybody. Right? So take this. No, 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 Pastor, no, no, please, Pastor, no. Let me do this. This is my seed. That's called a leading. Not a manipulation. It's a leading. Out of her own spirit, the Holy Ghost said to her, pay for pastors. Because I get like, she, I get like eight of them. And it's about $8 a bottle. Them things not cheap. Yeah, I get four almond milks and I get four. It's called kale paradise. It's green juice. It's amazing. Hallelujah. Get your skin all pretty, girls. Amen. Right? Yeah. But that was her seed. He will lead you. See, he's our guide. He will lead you in financial matters. He will lead you in relationship matters. Do you need to marry Joe? He'll tell you if you should marry Joe. Talk back to me. Why y'all say why everybody named Joe? It just fits. Amen, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. He will lead you in ministry matters. And I know that firsthand as a pastor. Single pastor. He'll lead me. He'll say, Don't do this this way. Don't go over here. Don't go in that building at two in the morning by yourself. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Talk back to me. Amen. He'll lead you. And one night, it was recently, I had to pick up some Amazon, drop something off, and I wanted to get that thing that night. And I drove to the land where, I, where the office was, and I pulled up in the yard. Holy Ghost said, do not go in. I got right in my car. I turned that Mustang around. 
carried that horse. That horse power, I said, ah, and went right back to my house. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, he is our guide. He'll lead you in all matters. Whatever pertains to you. He wants to be your guide. But see, you won't listen to him. If other folk are leading you. See, sometimes we run our business across the wrong person. We just, we just, what you think? What you think? Talk to the Holy Ghost first. So he will guide you in financial matters. He will guide you in relationship matters. He will guide you in spiritual matters. He will guide you in healing matters. If there is something wrong with your body, the Holy Ghost knows how to get you healed. You see, he knows the key to your healing. The problem is that we're not listening to him. He's telling you, okay, now the doctor said so-and-so, so stop eating bread. He may tell you that. I, I heard the Holy Spirit tell me last March, last March, I was in L.A. again. <laughs> right? He said, when, you, when your foot hit Carolina soil, don't eat another piece of chicken. I know I, I, done, I done lost by half the audience. Come on, somebody. Just, just follow me now. Notice I said, notice I said he told me. I didn't say he told you. He told me. That's the problem. We want for our Holy Ghost to be your Holy Ghost. No, no, no. He told me. And since last March, I haven't been to Buffalo Wild Wings. I know. I've cooked chicken, served chicken, all types of chicken. I can cook, right? But he said for me not to do it. And there's other reasons I won't get into tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. But he will lead you. And when he's talking to you personally, church, this is important. This right here will change your life. If you get this principle tonight, if, if I drive this one thing home and this revival uh, pauses for this time, I didn't say end, but pauses for this time, I've done my job. He has the answer for your everything. Anything that has to do with your life, he already knows. Any diagnosis, if you talk to the Holy Ghost and say, Holy Spirit, they're saying this. What are you saying? The keto is this. Many know what to do, but they won't do. I have answer for that too. You, he's told you what to do. The Holy Spirit has already done his job. He's already been your God. He's already given you the leading, the instruction. You know exactly what to do. Come on, somebody. It, it, like in the, in the case of weight loss, many, many saints want to lose weight. Many. Everyone I meet want to lose weight. Right? Just about. All of them can write out their own diet plan. All of them. They don't say step one, two, three. If I do this, do this, do this, do this, I will lose weight. The problem is they're not doing what the Holy Ghost said. So when the Holy Spirit said to me to not eat chicken last year, I said, Lord, now you know I like chicken. 
I'm like Bubba Gump. Fried chicken, baked chicken, barbecue chicken, smothered chicken. Come on, any kind of chicken. Lord have my lemon pepper chicken, teriyaki chicken, Asian chicken, hot and spicy chicken. Lord Jesus. I said, Father, Father. This is your answer right here. This is your answer. If I'm to do this, partner your instruction with your grace. He says, I always do. Anytime God gives you an instruction, being the just God that he is, I'm God's attorney. He always sends a corresponding grace or an ability to do what he is requiring of you. So listen, by Christmas, you could be a bombshell, homegirl. The other way can come off by Christmas. If you say, Lord, I receive the grace to follow the plans. Amen, somebody. He guides us into all the truth. Now, this word guide comes from a Greek word Hidegeo. Now, I'm not Greek. I'm Liberian from the Basa tribe. So my tongue cannot talk like Greek people. So if I pronounce it wrong, please forgive me. Hallelujah. I want some cassaoli tonight. Say, you got something you get? You got cassaoli at home? What kind of soup you got? You got slippy soup? Why you bring me none? Every librarian woman supposed to have soup. You put a kid of soup in your car, you get. What kind of thing you not do to the meeting? I'm hungry, oh. <laughs> now, how are we talking Liberia, child? Oh, yes. So, I don't know how to talk in Greek. So, if I pronounce the Greek word wrong, please forgive me. Hadigail. Hadigail is the word for guide, the Greek word for guide. He, I'm sending you a Hadigail. That word, as you break the word Hadigail down, it literally means a tour guide. And to further break it down, it means someone who has studied the road long enough to take you to the exact hot spots that you need. Talk back to me. The Hadigail. He is my personal tour guide for life. Now, if you travel like I do, particularly places I've never been before, I always hire a touring company because I understand how the Holy Ghost works. The Holy Ghost has been all over the earth. He's been all over the world. He knows every person. He knows my past, my present, and my future. He knows everything about you, Matt. He studied the road of your life. So I can trust him to be my Hadigail. He'll be my guide for life. So if you go to Hawaii and you rent a car, I did that one year, never did it again. I never did it again, ever again. That was a big mistake. 
It was a cute car. It was a convertible Camaro, too. That thing was white, peanut butter seats. I was chilling, had shades on, kicked back. I was... All the white men was flirting at me. Come on, somebody. That's a cool car there you got, girl. I said, you got some money? Have a shot. Get back to the text. Hallelujah. Money answers all things. Amen. Some, no. So I made that mistake one year, my brother. I rented that cute car. I'm going to just tour Hawaii. I'm going to drive around. Chad, and you know I can't have get around York. I was so lost. I said, I, I, saw, I started seeing volcano. I said, oh, the volcano. I stopped. I said, oh, Lord, Jesus. I said, like a movie. I was so scared. I said, Jesus. The volcano. I said, oh, Lord, why did I do this to myself? I found this little man. I said, how do I get back to such and such resort? GPS not working. Sugar cane fields everywhere. I said, never again will I attempt to do it my way and go through an area that I know nothing about. Gonna hire me a tour guide. Hence the case with your life. You don't know your future. You never been there before. Why in the world are you trying to take yourself around? Why are you driving your own life? When you have a Hadigayo assigned to you. Talk back to me tonight. He's assigned. He said, listen, I know everything about you. Listen, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Made in the image of my very father. The plans he has for you are plans for peace and not for evil. To bring you to an expected. So follow me. Follow me. Hadigayo. So I got lost, and I went back to that little girl at the little rental car place at the hotel. I said, why you ain't tell me? And she was like, oh, well, you know what? You need to get a helicopter ride. I said, I ain't doing nothing else you say. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Don't get a helicopter ride. She said, get a helicopter ride and go over the volcano. I said, I just saw the volcano. I ran from it. Amen, somebody. Thank you. So, had I listened to the Holy Spirit and been thinking, I would have hired me a Hadigayo. Talk back to me. So, the next trip over, I took a few of my fly girls with me. We towed that island up. Come on, somebody. We got smart this time. Well, I got smart and hired a Hadigayo that took us all up in the mountains of Maui. On the road to Hana, we did all kinds of things. They said, that Oprah Winfrey house back behind them fields. Oprah had a big old house back up in there somewhere. We couldn't see it because it was way back yonder. So now we know how to get around. We got the tour guide. And, and, and what it did, it brings you into rest. Now have we entered into the rest of God? Because why? Somebody else leading me that knows way more than I ever think I could know. I can rest now. I've been doing it my way all my life. Finally, I got some sense. Hired me a Hadigayo. He's been here before. So in Maui, Tracy, you know, in Maui, 
this tour guide, he, he knew all the curves. He said, I'm going to take you guys around this curve. There's a beautiful waterfall right around this bend. Now, had I tried to drive that myself? Being cheap. Somebody said, being cheap. You would have fell off a cliff. Amen, somebody. We turned the corner. The, the most beautiful waterfall. He said, next turn, I'm going to take you out to see some, the black sand beach. You can't find that beach by yourself driving your car because you got to park the car, get out and walk over some ravines to get to see the black sand. There are things in your future that you're missing out on because you're trying to do it yourself. Talk back to me. You're trying to do it yourself and you're not doing a very good job at it. He said you got to let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost. Let him lead you. Let him guide you into a beautiful life. I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Follow the Holy Ghost. He has increased and blessing on his mind for you. Come on, somebody. You miss out. I said, Lord, I got all them cutie pads with Tracy, Arcella, Kendra, all them cutie pads. Everybody cute and tootin'. Cute little. I, I said, had I depend upon that crew for us to tour together? We would have been somewhere with some bears or something. Maybe some. But we hired a Hadi Gale, and that tour wasn't cheap either, was it? It wasn't cheap. The tour was not cheap because Jesus paid it all with his blood. His blood paid for our tour guide. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus paid it all. I can't see it. It's not clear. That, that means the... See, see if there's cl- uh, confusion, you, you can't see it. It's not clear. That, that means the relationship with the Holy Spirit has been, has been compromised to some degree. So it's, it's, that's not a big problem, though. Because he's tweaking it for the next last three nights. He's been tweaking your relationship. So you're going to be sharper than ever for the rest of this year. I mean, you're going to be sharper than ever because you're going to take the teachings that throughout this revival, plus what your shepherd has said to you. Come on, somebody. You're going to be so sharp. You're going to be so quick. You're going to be so in tune. You're going to be so precise. You're going to be so exact. You're going to have very few misses. Because now I have an Hadigail. I'm not trying to get around Maui by myself. I want to see all the sights. I, I want to see the beautiful things of my life that I can't see. See, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for him. But he said this. But he has revealed them unto us. How? By his spirit. So don't just shut off that first verse. Eyes have not seen. Read the rest. He has revealed it unto us by his spirit. The things we can't see. The Holy Ghost's assignment is to make sure you walk into that future life and smile. Say, Lord, this is what you were preparing me for all this time. See, when you resist God, you miss out. So a few years back, I volunteered at a nursing home. Not as though I had enough to do, but I volunteered. And I ran, everyone was 80, 90. They were like wealthy people. Like it's way up in Matthew somewhere, this little place. Everyone there was a millionaire in their lifetime, had all these big homes, and now they had to break down to go to the nursing home because no one took care for them. Person after person had regret as a conversation. Because my question was, I said, ma'am, 
what would you do differently had you had the chance to live your life again? And they all freely shared. I would have taken more time for me. I would have slowed down. I always wanted to go and be a dancer. I all, it was always, I always wanted to do this. I all, they never did. You know why? No hide the gale. No tour guide. See? He told me back in the 80s, you would preach my gospel. That's all I heard. Now you have to work and get a job and eat, right? I've had many jobs, but I've never, ever turned away from the gospel. Because Hadegeo spoke to me and said, listen, I'm going to lead you right into full-time ministry. If you follow me, you'll do this full-time. Talk back to me. He knows your future. But the thing is, you know, those that are living their dream life are not better than you or smarter than you. I'm about to close. They're not better nor smarter than you. The thing they did right, they endeavored to hear the Spirit of God. He is not making it complicated. He said, just walk with me, and I got grace to help you do it. I will strengthen you. are my strength. That's not just a song. He will strengthen you to do what he's leading you to do. Because why? He's preparing you for a glorious future that you cannot see. So much beauty in your future. So many amazing things God has for you. I call this big curtain. There's something behind that curtain. In front of that curtain is your obedience to the Spirit of God. The more I obey God, the curtain opens up. It keeps opening up. And then God shows me a brand new life. If you don't like where you are now, get in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Watch how he teaches you. And now he leads you to your beautiful, bright, and glorious future. Finish up your notes, Pastor. I think I will. It means to show the way. To guide. Romans 8.14 says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are indeed the sons of God. When you're a son of God, it is expected for you to be led by the Spirit of God. I recall, you know, for some of you 18-year-olds, looking, I looked at the college entry folder. And I was so dull I couldn't hear. I said, Lord, what, what, if I go to this school, what am I going to study? And I wonder how many teenagers are confused about what to study in college. That's a lot of years to waste. Because after your first two years, you need to know what your major is going to be. Let me help you to know what I didn't know. The Holy Spirit speaks to 15-year-olds and 14-year-olds and 13-year-olds and 12-year-olds. Hallelujah. He will speak to you and give you the express will. But you got to hire the Hadigail. See? No, I, I, I like to do this. This is what I like. No, you liked that in 2017. Come 2019, your life going to change. You don't waste two years. But if you get with him, he will guide you into what is true about your future. He'll lay it out for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, it, and it'll make a whole lot of sense when the future happens. Let's wrap this up. God, I got all, way off my subject tonight. But that was good, right, Bishop? That, I be trying to be obedient when I come, honey. Be trying to behave as best I can. Proverbs 20, 27, write that down. Hallelujah. And I like to turn to that. We did that last night, but I had to rush through it. Proverbs 20. And I want you to write these verses down. This is the academy. Write these verses down. And I need for you to study this outside of this revival. So 
in St. John, you have St. John 14, 16, 17, you know, and all the verses I have given you the other night, write those, get those, pull those notes up again. Then you have Romans 8, 14 uh, for tonight. And now we're at Proverbs 20, 27. Then you have John 16, 13. Amen. So this is how you're going to feed your spirit. This is how you're going to stay on the full. You're going to go back and read the verses. You're not going to just say, oh, we had a high time of revival. You'll take the teachings and go feed upon it. Because what it's going to help you to do, you'll be a better church member. You'll serve better. You'll have more excellence. You won't be as complaining. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. So in Proverbs 20, amen, we're going to go down to verse 27. Critical verse. We said the Holy Spirit is going to lead us as sons. And it says here, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the body. God will use your spirit to hear the spirit. If you're waiting for a voice to talk to you as to what to do, you've been waiting a long time. God will use bumper stickers. He'll use billboards. He'll even use another person to confirm something. He will do that. Yes, he will do that. But this is what happens. Say you're driving down the street, you see a bumper sticker or a billboard, and it says something that's your answer, and you know it's God. How do you know? Because on the inside, there is a witness of your spirit. It wasn't the billboard. It was the witness. So the Father can use various methods and means to talk to you. But you don't give the credit to the prophet or to the billboard or you start a bumper sticker ministry. Come on, somebody. Talk back to me. No, no, no. It's the witness of the Spirit. It just seemed good to me. The Bible said it seemed good to us and the Holy Ghost. You're a seamer. Every Christian has a seamer. It just didn't seem good. It didn't seem good for me to stay in the military. I was there for three years. Long enough to get a GI Bill and an honorable discharge and free medical for life. Say amen, somebody. Give God a shot of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's one of the first times I remember having to hear the Holy Ghost so clearly. When my sergeant said to me, he said, he said, girl, why are you getting out this military? He said, if you leave this man's army, you're going to be like the three bears. The Sarge, Sarge. E7. Ain't even no master sergeant. He E7 talking trash. Amen. Huh? He said, you're going to be like the three bears. You're going to have bare hands. <laughs> He's the prophet of doom. You're going to have bare hands, bare feet, and bare pockets. That's what Sarge told me. I said, Sarge, I know you mean well. I said, but I'm getting up out of here. It didn't seem good to me to re-enlist when they laid out the whole package that I could. You can get a good life in the military. You really can. You can get a good life. You really can. It didn't seem good. You see, the more you train your spirit to hear the voice of God, the sharper it becomes. When something does not seem good to you and you override it, you are headed for trouble. The Hadigail is quickening your insides. I'm talking major stuff. 
Now whether do I get a small fry or a big fry? You shouldn't be eating no fries, but anyways. He's not messing those realms too much, you know. But many of us, we have some major things on the table that we have to get clarity on, okay? The Hadegeo will put an impression. You may run across that opportunity. Well, here it is. You know, you get a phone call. Well, you know, Mr. So-and-so, this, we got this for you. We're going to offer you this position in this city. And, you know, well, you got to move to San Francisco. We're going to pay you $30,000 more a year. You know, blah, blah, blah. And on paper, it looks good to you. Oh, man, yeah, this must be God. My blessing done come. The, the prophet said, I'm in increase and I'm in overflow. This must be it. So the prophet is your Holy Ghost now. The prophet is your Hadigail? Jesus never said for the prophet to be your Hadigail. He never said that. His last words were, this were his last words. Prior to his death, this was his last words. He said, listen, I'm going to send you a guide. Move the service, $30,000 more a year. You about to quit your job here and pack up your stuff and move your kids. And you get a scratchy feeling in your spirit. Something keeps scratching you. Who knows that scratch I'm talking about? Who knows what I'm talking about? It's a scratch. It's something just not right. And for me, it's a nausea. That for me, it's consistently a nausea. I, my spirit is so trained, I kind of just know. It's just like a ookie. Like, oh, uh, I just know. The quickening of your spirit. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So, so it says in Proverbs, the spirit of man, your seamer, is the candle. It is the light. That steers you throughout the course of your life. So you're going to be led by your own spirit. Not by $30,000 more a year. We're not led by money. We are not led by opportunity. Come on, somebody. We are not led by prophecy. We are not led by blessings. We are led by the spirit. Because see, what you want to have both learned, some of these jobs... They dangle a carrot. You uproot everything. Move to that town. In 90 days, they fire you. Had you heard the Holy Ghost, you would have kept your old job, making $30,000 less, and been in the will of God. Because you know why? The Hadigail, he knows what's way out there. And Jesus said, he'll show you things to come. He, he sees way beyond where we are now. He knows if you make this move, I see this down the road. Don't do this. Listen, teenagers. Y'all with them little boys in back seats of cars. The Holy Ghost been talking back to me. The Hadigayo said, let that nappy head broke, carless, foodless head. He got a sandwich to give you. Let him go. Let him go. These teenagers, I, I don't understand. It's deception. Your boyfriend, he ain't even got a car, nothing. He has nothing. 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 So God will use leaders in your life and parents and people to say, let him go. It's going to mess you up. It's going to jack your future up because they have their ear at the mouth of the Holy Ghost. Let that boy go. You're going to be pregnant or you're going to catch a disease. You're going to quit school. You're going to be working at Walmart. Talk back to me. Hadigayo will warn you. Let him go. 
He sees way out. He's the guy. So the fella in Maui, he, he knew the waterfall was around that bend. I didn't know. And then he said, when y'all come over here, don't walk on that side because there's a cliff. You might fall. Okay, I ain't going over there. Holy Ghost does the same thing. See, the Holy Ghost picks my friends. That's mercy. You know, we should go eat lunch. I'm thinking no the whole time. No, no, no. I'm not saying it because you probably, no, no. I, the minute you offered, I knew no, no, no. Now I'll speak to you. I'll be nice to you. You need a cup of water, I'll give you the drink. But you ain't coming to my house. We're not hanging out. I don't even want you to have my phone number. Because the Holy Ghost said no to the no to the no 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 to the no 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 no. He puts a no. Sorry, put it to music too. No to the no 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 no. You ignore no to the no 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 We're in revival, y'all. Hallelujah. We're going to learn how to hear the Holy Ghost. If he tells you no, do not override it. And it's all right. It's all right. I said it's all right. Because there's been many times he told me no and I did what I wanted to do. Somebody said it was a hot mess when you got there. And I quickly repented and said, God, you get me out of this, I'll never disobey you again. Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise tonight. For the hot gale, he's going to lead and guide you in all matters of your life. He knows the next season for tabernacle of praise. He knows what's coming. So every instruction, every prayer meeting, every service is getting you ready for a man your explosion. Your county. Get, he know where all the increase is. He know where all the blessings is. Hadigayo! Do what only you can do. Lord, this African preacher can preach long, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Close it up, preacher. I'm not done, I'm just pausing. Nowhere near done. Look at all these notes. Look at it. All this stuff. Because the Spirit of God is inexhaustible. He's beyond brilliant. You know, on that road to Emmaus, Cleophas and the other fella were chatting. And after they arrived at their home and Jesus met them on the road and began to talk to them, they invited the Lord over for dinner. In the midst of dinner, the Lord serve them the Lord's Supper. The Bible says their eyes were open and they knew that it was the resurrected Lord. And when they saw Jesus, he disappeared. Then they said this, did not our hearts burn <laughs> as he talked with us along the way? That was an initial picture of the battle of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. 
comes with us on the road. The Hadigeo. He has studied the road of your life already. He shows up and he gives you revelation. He gives you divine insights. And as a result, the witness of your spirit, the fire of God comes in. Did not our hearts burn as he talked with us along the way? You can increase that sensitivity with your friend, the Holy Spirit. And after they got that revelation that it was him, they got up and the Bible said they went back to Jerusalem. We were on our way. We were on the wrong road. But you met us on the road and you talked to us. You revealed some things to us. I almost messed it up. I almost jacked it up. But by your mercy and by your grace, which is new every morning, great is your faithfulness. You picked me up just in the nick of time and you turned my whole life around. Now I'm going back. To the upper room. I'm going to wait in your presence. I'm going to sit in a place where the Holy Ghost reigns. And as a result, my life is a picture of what the Lord sees. He sees your life. He sees every degree. He sees every career. He sees your ministry. He sees your future church. He sees your evangelistic endeavors. He sees it all. He said, listen, you're on the road. When I show up, entertain me. So when he met him on Emmaus Road, see, Emmaus is a type of getting out the will of God. They were on their way away from Jerusalem, away from the spirit, away from the Hadigeo. So the Lord comes in. He is our intercessor. He ever lives. To make intercession for us. Peter, I pray for you that your faith fail not. Jesus always shows up right in the nick of it. Woman, where are your accusers? Come, woman, 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 your faith has made you whole. He shows up right when the devil thinks he has you. You ain't got me no more, devil. We didn't have revival. I've been quickened now. I'm getting back on track. Come on, somebody. The issue of my blood is drying up. Say amen, somebody. I'm getting back into God's will. I'm getting back into God's plan. God ain't mad at me. He sent an African preacher all the way from Liberia to tell me that he's still with me. He's still with me. He hasn't given up on you. You just stay on that road. Entertain him. Follow him. You, you wake up. Man. Is that right now? I'm so happy I can't stand myself, y'all. This place in my life, I'm telling you something. This place in my life. I ain't got no bins and all that stuff. And Maybacks and Bugatti. I'm like you, Bishop. I'm not trying to tell you. I be thinking sometimes. I said, dang, all the kids gone now, so I really can go get a fancy car. But I, I am going to get a fancy car, so I need a new car. That Mustang is it, for men. Amen, somebody? That's a man car. Right, that thing got too much power for me. So I, I, I went and test drove a little Benz thing right going on, right? 
But I said, I ain't buying no 2019 Benz. I want like a 2013, 2014. I ain't crazy. Come on, I want a good car that won't break down the road. I, I want a good, that looks good too. Ain't nothing wrong with having a good car. I said, but I'm not giving them folk all that money. You know how many churches we can build? How, how many roofs we can put? Come on, somebody. How many kids we can feed? We have 470 African children in our school that the parents only pay $25 a month. And we're about to cut that off because now we have people sewing so the kids will pay absolutely nothing. Say amen, somebody. That's, that's how the Holy Ghost leads me. He leads me. So, so I'm not discontent or feel like I'm lacking anything. I'm so happy right now, I can't stand myself. Finally. Because why? Just listen to God. He said, don't fool with that one. Don't fool with this one. Don't fool with... I, I, listen, y'all, let me tell you something. Take this thing... Uh, uh, I'm a bearer in, in second power. Amen, somebody. <laughs> so I can sit down. Last one to make you tonight. God, Lord Jesus, we need about three more nights. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When my life turned around, and I can stand tonight as a witness, I'm happier than a runaway slave. Say amen, somebody. <laughs> I promise you, they real happy. He got away. He got away from Massa. Huh? This was the game changer. And we're going to end on you putting your foot on the altar. Like we did last night. I want you, your foot to touch this altar, your knee or your foot. And then I'm going to turn it over to the bishop. I fulfilled my assignment. Okay? But this last point I'll make you is where my personal testimony where my life turned around. And it seems mean at times when people hear it. But I tell folks, you can argue my doctrine, but you can't argue my experience. You can argue my methods, but you can't argue my results. Because my name is Mercy, I'm every bit of my name. Every bit. I give people passes all the time. Passes, 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 passes. I let stuff go. I let them just do whatever they're going to do. They take my money. They, they do stuff and cheat me out of stuff. You know, all, all kind of stuff. I mean, if I told my church half the stuff folk do to their pastor, they'd be fighting all the time. But I don't want to put that offense on them. Especially Van. Van carry a gun, too. So, 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 she, she got a concealed carry license. So I can't tell her nothing. I don't want to have no prison ministry. <laughs> Put my towel there, sister. Did I, did I give you my towel? So listen, this, this is going to be the game changer for you. I had to hear the Holy Ghost in regards to relationships in my life and people. I had to hear him. My life get, got better when my circle got smaller. Let me say it again. My life got better when my circle got smaller. The Holy Ghost started strategically teaching me how to close off access points into my spirit. He wanted me to have a life of peace. He said, you can pray for that person because your name is Mercy. You want to help them. You want to just help them. Bring folk to your house. They talk about you. You pay their bills. They talk about you. You give them your car. They talk about you. He said, they're not your harvest. 
the Holy Ghost will lead you for your next season. You want to have some peace? Inventory everybody you have that have access into your life. Every romantic relationship, every friendship. You're going to find that this is going to bring you right into the realm of glory. And when I did that, things got, I mean, I could see and hear so much more clear. Because the clutter, relationship clutter, hindered me from hearing the Lord. So during this revival, the Father has so much behind this curtain. But there are some of you, you got people in your life that should not be there. That should not be there. You're still holding on to that dysfunctional, toxic relationship. And the Holy Ghost have said to you time and time again, let it go. Because I have a greater life for you. You don't want to have regrets. Hear the Holy Ghost tonight. You're looking at a happy, free, blessed woman. Hallelujah. Only because.